We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, we back. We live. Everybody put your hands up a little bit. I got company. I got guests. We back in the house. So let me just shout out. Let me shout out my uh, fantabulous young man I got up here who is, let's just tell the truth. He's the brains at five reasons. I said it. I said it. <laughs> I said it. Ain't nobody up here tonight. I, would, I wouldn't be. Yeah. This Ooh. is Trophy Baby Erasure. Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> we got Brady Hawk in the house. Brady, say what's up to the people. What's going on? Thank you guys for having me again. Appreciate y'all. And I got my guy Frankie G. Frankie, I mean, your Marlins are crap. Your Dolphins look okay. Go ahead. Say something. Hello to you too, Tiffany. <laughs> glad, to, my... glad to be here for right now. Are you? All right. All right. All right. I got my girl Shy in the house. Y'all know her as Bond, as everybody likes to call her, but that's my girl Shy. Shy, say what's up with the people. What's popping, Tiff? Hello, people. It's been a minute. Happy to be back. Let's get these reps in before right. the season pops off. I got, I got my guy Brian, shadow producer. Brian, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? What's up, people? <laughs> and I want to say two things before we get started. One, the Bears are 1 and 0, oh, so y'all can suck it. Hilarious. Even if we lose every game from now on out, we won that first one. That's all that matters. Right? Two, let me say what's up to all my St. Louis Cardinals fans. I know. I know. It's coming. It's coming. 700, it's coming. And just like that, I know y'all mad. So let me slide right on into the <laughs> talk before y'all be like, that's what we came for. That's what we want to talk about. That's why we mad, because we didn't get Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. <laughs> all right, listen, we ain't getting Donovan Mitchell. Okay, it's over. Praise God. All right, so <laughs> today's episode. So I, I kind of want to do something different because we got what we got and that's what we got. So this is what we're going to stick to. We're not looking in the cupboards. We're not looking across the street. We're not looking for anything else because the way it stands, this is what it looks like we're rolling into the season with. All right, so that's it. So I kind of wanted to think about it, and I wanted to base this episode on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And basically, he thinks there's five levels of needs for people to kind of function successfully in society um, and just to kind of be a productive person. So I kind of want to take that and turn that into what do we think the Miami Heat's hierarchy of needs are? And... I basically went to the panel and I said, all right, everybody bring me five and we're going to go around and we're going to discuss it. And right now, so Brady, I'm going to start with you. 
hit us up with your five needs. Okay, so I might have gone in a different direction because I feel like I went really specific because I just okay. feel like that's necessary. But uh, I got to get the first one out of the way, and I just got to say, find the front court piece. And I hate talking. I know this. We're talking about this roster right now, but as we know, as it stands they can't go into the playoffs with this roster. I do believe they can get to February, but I don't think they can go into the postseason. So if that's on the roster, great. I don't believe it is, but let's just say Haywood Highsmith, mini PJ Tucker evolves or Kayla Martin puts on 20 pounds or Omer becomes a 38% shooter. Like if one of those things happens, great. But other than that, you need to find a four. Uh, So that would probably be my first one. My second one is just pressure points, which there's two main ones I want to hit on is first Victor Oladipo's rim pressure. I think is probably more important than anything on this heat offense, just heading into next season. And the other pressure point I think is it's something that's being talked about a little bit, but I think it needs to be talked about more is Kyle Lowry's perimeter kind of pressure. And in the way where we keep talking about the way where they go under a screen and he has to pull it, that can mm-hmm. be the case next year. Like this is an off that a team that's going to lean offense. If they go under the screen, Kyle Lowry has to take the shot. Like that's just the way it is. I saw late in the last season. I saw in the postseason, Gabe Vincent was willing to take that shot. He was willing to take that shot every time he saw a defender go under. So mm-hmm. If they can kind of get to that point, I don't think they're going to get to a point where they're chasing him over, but make them respect it if, if they're going to go under. So my third one, okay. uh, it's something I've been talking about a, a lot recently, which is I think they need to expand on their motion offense in general. Um, they're, they're a movement team. Like they're going to move the – just bodies are going to move and do all of that. But you're basically saying P.J. Tucker is out of the equation and you're rolling with the same team as the regular season, except you're swapping in Victor Oladipo as another creator. If, if you're going to have this many creators on the roster – You've got to move and you're not going to be Golden State because you don't have the two greatest shooters ever, but you can move a lot in a way where you can provide off ball rim pressure. You can just be a team that wants to play, make, create, shoot for themselves. So we know what they are, but I just think they need to expand on that in general. I think we do see that. Uh, I'll say my fourth one uh, is hero or band just breaking away from the pack. Like, I think if we're talking about needs maybe they could be okay. If like, let's just say Tyler, Bam, Jimmy and Depot are kind of in that same range of points. But I think if we're talking about needs and kind of being successful, if one of these guys breaks away from the pack and you're saying you don't want Jimmy Butler being in the kind of leading scorer role of the regular season, you just don't, I think, at this stage. So if one of those guys could break away, let's just say, I hate talking about points per game, but breaks away in points per game, I feel like you're in a really successful spot just looking back at this season. Okay. Uh, and then my fifth one, I've went a lot of offense in this defensive team, so I'll say – I think the fifth one that they need is just a revolving door of defenses. Like when you look at this current roster, they lost PJ Tucker. They can't switch as much. Like I think it's pretty simple, at least to start the season. They just can't do that. I think when Bam's in there with the current starting lineup, go drop. Like I I keep remembering the play when he played Chicago and he, I think it was a switch on that play, but he was guarding Kobe white, turned around and made the block at the rim too, Mm -hmm. as he threw the lob pass, like, him in drop is still a dangerous defender. Like, he's a very dangerous defender even in drop. Uh, but I don't think this even just pertains to just Bam. Like, I look at – I've been talking about I think that the zone off the bench is going to be important because you have Omer that could be glued in that zone. You have Gabe and, and kind of Caleb or whoever it is, Depot, playing the top of a 2-2-1 press. Like, this, this is a team that is going to be small, but they can speed you up, and I think they just have to keep changing just defensive schemes in general, which Spo has done in the past. But – uh, I may have rambled there, so you guys could hop off that. I guess some of the stuff I said, but those are kind of the, the five things I think they need. Okay. All right. So, Shy, I want to go to you first because I know based on what Brady just said, you've got you got a list of things that just probably just kept popping up. So, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. So, my list, and it, they don't 
really deviate much from Brady's. Maybe my order is a bit different or maybe my wording is a bit different. Um, so five, right? Five is the biggest piece of that. And then we we go up to, to mm-hmm. one or five is the piece that has to happen first before we get to one, right? So I'm five for me is that is internal growth, right? This is, like you said, we have who we have. We're not going out. We're not getting um, anyone else, at least at the moment. And so what we have on rosters is is what we're rolling into camp with, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you need from, from Tyler, whatever it is that you need from someone like a Gabe, um, and and whatever Caleb can give you growth-wise at the front court, um, we'll address that also. Um, then then I think that that's what I think that that has to be your baseline because that is what you have, that is what you started with, and um, like I said, this this kind of what you have. Four for me would be um, I think Yurt has to. I'm saying Yurt because Brady mentioned about whether or not that front court piece is uh, on the roster or not. People can agree, disagree, whatever. I'm going to rock with. I feel like that piece is on the floor. I do want to see Bam play more of it. I know the whole the 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 dialogue between whether Bam and Yurt can coexist revolves around whether or not Yurt can shoot. I feel like why can't we be asking Bam to shoot both of them? However, it plays out. Um, there needs to be length next to Bam to help him. Um, and a little bit back on my internal growth too, a little bit um, with, if this is how we're presently constructed, I, I need defensive uh, leaps from from a Duncan. Um, I need Tyler to be better defensively um, because we are small in the front court. And so if you have those guys there, then they can't be, you know, turnstiles because, you know, we have, we're, we're, we're thinner in the back line. Uh, three for me, I, I like Brady's point with, with, um, Pressure points, and I'll just say kind of Vic, I think, so we lost PJ. We didn't make any other moves, but Vic has been there um, in season acquisition for the last two seasons now. And the, you know, coming into uh, the playoffs of last season or whatever, you know, he, he only played eight games and people, you know, we there's been much to say about what his comfort or whatever looked like. Um, and, and I've been on record and kind of, you know, I don't think that he was used in the best way, but I don't think that they had time to really incorporate him in the in the best ways that, that suit his strengths. Right. We had Vic in the corner, you know, for catch and shoot opportunities and not that he can't knock that down, but that is not the strength. That is not what we think of when we think of a Victor Oladipo. The meat is back on the bone. Right. The surgery, all that's cool. And so now let's get him integrated in the way that maximizes him and that allows you to play him with a Tyler, with a a max or whatever, and not this like dueling DJ battle of like kind of whose turn. Um, two for me, as as we're as we're climbing up here, um, I, I think it has to be a more offensive minded Bam. That doesn't necessarily, and this is just for me. That doesn't mean Bam has to go necessarily out here shooting threes. That doesn't mean I need him taking you know seventeen jump shots from fifteen feet out or or more a game, but just and understanding that they do need an offense from him. They need an, a level of assertiveness. And yes, he's made, you know, strides. He's made marginal um, improvements in, in all of his percentages and all of that. But it, it has to click this season that like, oh, shit, we kind of need me to. It can't be like it's not a luxury anymore. It has to kind of be a little bit more of a default. Like it can't be like, 
you know, Bam's playing stellar defense. And like, if he gives you, you know, whatever his numbers, then not that that's cherries on top, but again, it has to feel for me a little bit more like a default. And after we've hit all those, again, if this is our roster, if this is what we're going to look like, then yeah, I think we need help. Like, um, uh, Kyle can slim down as much as he want. And, and I love that. And I'm very excited to see kind of what a smaller, uh, hopefully a lighter Kyle looks like. Right. But you know, his age is his age and taking some weight off does take some pressure off the joints and all of that. But like, okay, you're smaller. Can we stay healthy? Jimmy is going to miss time just being, you know, kind of Jimmy. I think Kyle misses time. We saw Bam miss time last year and, and some of the missed time is good so that the rest of the pieces can, can figure out how to, how to gel and how to do the things. Um, but I, I think that, you know, of course, as we push further down um, into the season, health is, is the top of that pyramid for me um, and not the least important, but as the, the base kind of, you know, fulfills itself, then, then the top comes. Okay. Frankie G. I was wondering who was on the Heat Beat chat uh, account, and, he, and then we see "Don't call my man old and fat." So we know it's. G. Oh, we know who it is. We know who it is. We know well, who it is. It's sort of in his defense, the first two times was me through the account, and then I saw he started texting I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to be, you know, okay. mistaken for G," so I went to mine. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, a lot of minds overlap with uh, Brady and, and Siobhan. Um, my number one is uh, prior prioritize 13 and 14, making the game easier for both of them. Uh, we saw a lot of growth from Tyler last season, a lot of what he could do flashes, but the game was still too hard. It was too much isolation, too much mm -hmm. stuff yep. that he had to create his own shot. And a lot, of, and he, he converted a lot of contested looks and a lot of tough shots, but you know, that's, that only lasted for a stretch. It, he, he, Came back down to earth second half of the season. Playoffs, you know, he battled injuries and and different looks in, in the playoffs and stuff. But making the game easy for him, prioritizing Bam in the regular season. I'm I'm so tired of the first play of the game always being for Duncan or Max or somebody else. I love, I want to see first play of the game, get Bam a shot. Get him going. Get him prioritized. I, like, sometimes I love Spo. Sometimes he, he coaches these guys like they're LeBron and, and Wade in, in some ways, and they expect the stars are going to get theirs no matter what. I got to get my role players going, and these guys have not established themselves in that role, in that mindset, in this league. So I want to get it, make it as easy as possible. For, make There's going to be growing pains. They haven't been through, uh, played in that role and, and heavily guarded like that uh, for their careers. And heavily in in a top three scoring role like that uh, in the playoffs, I need to I want to see it all regular season because when the when playoffs come, it's not you know love all these guys, love all these role players, but it's not Max who we need twenty a game from. It's not Caleb. It's not Gabe. It's it's not Kyle anymore. It's it's those two. Those two will take us as far as we'll go. Um, I put for uh, second one was find a fifth. I don't care who it is. I don't care what position it is. You can we can talk if we if it's a five, it's if it's a tweener, if they're on the roster, or on the off the roster. I don't care what it is. Somebody needs to be that reliable guy next to Kyle, Tyler, Jimmy, Bam, because I think we all know that's going to be those four uh, end of the games, end of the day when shit gets going. Um, 
I like versatility. I think we have some versatility on the roster. I I would love some versatility in size, uh, in because I, I every team that wins the championship can play big or small, and we've committed to only playing small for the last two years. And you know, you we've had success in it. I just think it's it's not viable to to do it all the time when everyone else is doing it, um, both ways. I put bubble Jimmy. Um, you can say that as bubble playoffs. I'm talking, put them in a bubble suit, keep, keep them close to hundred percent for the playoffs. Uh, we've seen what he can do when he's healthy. The two times he's been healthy in Miami for the playoffs. Incredible. The one time he can't, he went in banged up having to do too much during the regular season. Um, we saw, we saw what, uh, the, the Milwaukee Bucks did to him. Um, I say roll call number four, the role players need to continue to grow. They are no longer unknowns. Everyone, they were the one seed. They earned home court. They did all this stuff, but they're on the scouting report now. They're they're gonna be um, asked to do it again, because because like Bond said, Jimmy's gonna miss his time every year. Kyle's missing time as he's older. Bam's been missing time. Tyler misses time every year. Tyler misses time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they did a great job. Can they do it again? Can they do it again? And then my last one. Kyle fit no croquetas for Kyle. We I love what I'm seeing. I want to see the uh, I want to see this new style of play from him, like how his body reacts to it. He's used to guarding bigger guys and stuff, but I want to see a little more quickness, more decisiveness. Um, but on a serious note, he he's so important to this team. What this team does on both ends, getting them organized, uh, getting the young guys confidence and stuff. I would love to see, uh, but I I also would love to see more of him. Uh, like Brady was talking about him pulling the trigger offensively and stuff. When when we got Kyle and we talked about getting Kyle, I was ecstatic for Bam and Tyler to get easier looks. And Bam had more unassisted field goals than he ever had in his career percentage-wise. So I, it was the opposite of what I was expecting. Get him a guard, get him going to the rim, get him easy looks and stuff. And uh, But I, we need Kyle to be more. And I think him being in shape, him being more aggressive, looking for his shot, is going to open the floor more for him and everyone else. All right. I agree. Um, I do disagree with you on one thing, Frankie. Don't you ever come out your face, talk about Max like that again. So. Don't you ever, <laughs> you ever doubt him. Um, but it's interesting, though, because all those things, they do go back to two things that we need. You need the internal growth, and you do need to figure out who that person will be next to bam whether you figure it out now or you're figuring it out at the trade deadline right but let's talk about the now and the roster so digging around it seems to me these were the three names that most people seem to talk about who should be starting next to bam and and this is this is the order basically so i'm hearing jimmy caleb and Highsmith. This is what I'm hearing. So we're gonna we're gonna start with Jimmy. Um, we have a couple of clips from each from each guy um, in the quote unquote four spot. But at this point, it's all positionless. You know, positionless. <laughs> if you let somebody else tell you. So let's um, <laughs> let's go the clips, and we're gonna we're gonna roll with Jimmy. All right. So this is Jimmy here at the top. I 
So I, I, listen, I don't mind Jimmy in that spot, but I, 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 if it's the regular season, I need that to be few and far between. I don't I need, agree. I don't need Jimmy starting at the four and most nights I don't need him ending at the four. Like mm-hmm. I don't want him banging against anybody. I don't want him down there. I don't want him down there trying to box out bigs. Like that's just me. I, I think it's matchup dependent. It's matchup dependent. And most of the matchups are not dependent on Jimmy needing to be there. That's yeah. all. I, I when I'm thinking about what they need at the four spot in the lineup, I think mostly defensively. And yeah. well, well See, I don't know. I think defensively and length. That's yes, what I think. and length, right? And and it's not to say that Jimmy can't or won't or or whatever, but just like you said, like I want his life to be made easier. Like I make shit easier for for this guy. Like that, he's busted his butt. Um, and it, again, it's not that he can't do it. It's just like let's bubble him until we get further down. Shout out to what me you, for bubbling. Look, Duncan at the four. Alf was right all <laughs> along. What do you think, Brady? (laughs) I think, look at the last clip that you just showed. It just shows the difference in movement. When I was talking about movement before, like, if they're going to, that last lineup that you showed was Tyler, Depot, Struess, Jimmy, and Bam. Like, if you're going to have that many creators on the floor, you have to have movement. On that play, they did have movement, uh, and Jimmy was kind of the result of that. But I just feel like that's the key to this all. Like, on the the second one you just showed, it's more of Jimmy kind of standing, kind of passing Mm -hmm. around, like, once it gets to that point, I think it's problematic. Like when you look at the Hero Depot Butler lineups in general of the postseason, they looked really good when they were moving and looked very, very bad when it was ISO ball and, and kind of Tyler and Depot watching. So it's so dependent, I feel like, in these lineups. If you're going to put Jimmy at the four, I, I agree, though. I think it's more defensively. I don't worry about what they could do offensively. Like I feel like yeah, there's enough right. there. I feel like they could stretch opposing fours out if they want to go and pull a four into yep. pick and roll coverages. Like right. it makes these other teams adjust in general. So I feel like. I, I trust the creation around him enough on this team, I think, for them to make it work offensively, I'll say. Brady, that first clip, right, when when you say movement, I agree with you, but I think more so from the guard spot and how you integrate the guards. Go back to the first one, Brian. Like, that wasn't even – that's not really necessarily movement. That's Depot recognizing his man is overplaying, and right. I'm just making a beeline. Like, the, I, I want to see, like, intentional incorporation of the Depot, Tyler, Jimmy – lineup right. i want to see more sets i guess like that's what the kind of the yeah. point is like more right. sets they can run for them and like right here if you're just looking at this play if you, tyler and, and jimmy are kind of on this weak side he screens back door for tyler and he creates movement there and then all of a sudden there's a bit yep. of a mix-up because right like that's the stuff yeah. that creates these open looks and that's what maximizes these type of lineups so I, that's kind yeah. of what i expect like the thing is in training camp like usually they keep saying chemistry and i know it gets cliche when you keep talking about like chemistry but the thing, the point of chemistry is that you don't have to work on base stuff. Like they know right. what's happening here. It's all about expansion now. And this is the stuff you expand upon in training camp. So it's kind of, uh, I just feel like movement is just the biggest thing, I guess, in training camp offensively. Because yeah, I, me personally, I, like I, I mean, maybe that's another topic, but I think Jimmy probably starts at the four game one. Like that's my, kind of my personal opinion as it currently stands. If that's the right move or not, that's that can be debated. But I think that's the way they go just with the way the roster is. Okay. Um Frankie, did you want to chime in? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, Brady was talking about the, the movement and, and that, that last play. Uh, that's another thing I've, I've brought up a lot. The weak side movement needs to be yep. a lot better. 
they yeah. and way more consistent. A lot of these clips with with the success of Jimmy at the four is early offense, uh, mm-hmm. mid transition, full transition, and they can. And with a lot of creators, <laughs> it's it's really easy to uh, not not easy, but it, it's a strength if you're in early offense and transition. And they struggled to do that with when Kyle Kyle wasn't around and to get into the early offense and and to the quick actions. Um, but I, I like to see it when he's not on the floor because he's not going to play 48 right. minutes a game and and the postseason or anything. Um, and you need to get the weak side movement has to be pristine. It can't be standing right. around. Even his uh, that little walk down, little switch, little down screen that occupies the help and makes it a lot easier. So that when you're playing the Boston Celtics and the the Milwaukee Bucks, if you're just stand uh, standing still, spacing on the weak side, you are giving making their lives so right. easy. They are they too long. They're too athletic. Right. They're going to help, and they're going to uh, contain most of your actions like that. But I think also, like, it's one of the hardest things to, for me, in my opinion, it's one of the hardest things to do continuously during a game is to mm-hmm. constantly move. No, it's fair. I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm giving them a pass. I'm no, just no, saying no. It's no, just I, one of the hardest things to do is to not get caught up in yeah. ball watching on the yeah. side. That's that part, not get caught up in ball watching. There are yeah. some actions that are simpler and that create ripple type mm-hmm. of movements. That isn't necessarily like a like a Steph's type of movement, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the Steph is doing all of that. What Brady's saying right there, like in that first clip, if, if Jimmy just goes ahead and set that flare, let Tyler kind of sink into the corner, small mm-hmm. stuff like that, just like intuitively playing off of each other, as to, to to speak to chemistry, I think stuff like that they have to be more intentional about Frankie mm-hmm. than just letting themselves yes. stand yes. in whatever ISO is happening mm-hmm. on the other side. Letting and, that and, happen. and PJ was great at the flares on the weak side, yes. stealing oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. hammer screens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, another thing, they play like fucking eleven guys. There's no excuse to That's, be tired, yeah. right? That That's they have the bullpen for this. They, yeah, they yeah. totally do. They have This is a team full of guards. The guards are going to be the ones that are moving. It's not going to be guard. Bam that's moving fully. He's probably going to be the creator that's the quarterback of this. Like, if Larry's kind of – you see him fatigued, you throw Gabe in there. They have the, all the way down the line. Right. So that's kind of why I think they can do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So next we're going to move over to Caleb, and we're just going to take a couple of looks at, at some clips with Caleb. Yimmy. Yeah. Like, I, I like the way Caleb moves without the ball. He's always looking for space. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not in favor of Caleb being like, oh, the big news starting for or anything. But I will say, I like the way Caleb moves on the floor without the ball. He always finds himself going towards the rim, which mm-hmm. he should. He's rangy. He's athletic. He's one of those guys, like, I would expect to have to get more rebounds or to get more offensive rebounds. Yes. Um, and this is kind of what sparked my idea, I guess. My bad, my bad. But I was going to say <laughs> this this sparked my idea, I guess, of the of the, the the Caleb, I guess, movement in general, because Caleb mm-hmm. is so different from PJ. And that's why this is so interesting. Like, he's totally different of a player that PJ was good. Like, I'm not trying to downgrade PJ anyway, because I love PJ, the way he played and everything. But PJ can't be a mover in a movement offense like Caleb mm-hmm. can. Like, Caleb can be a tweener that can – Obviously not size up defensively, but offensively can move off the roll and play make. So th- it's kind of similar. We talk about this player a lot because we talked about them possibly going to Miami. But I think about the, the stuff they talk about with John Collins. And I think about when they would talk about playmaking off the roll being so important. 
if Caleb Martin could find the ability to play make off the role, this makes everything so much easier offensively. Like in a lot of these clips, like seeing him be able to play make like this through the lane in this exact clip, like if you could do it off the roll and kind of make that read to the weak side, like that changes so much in my opinion. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Brady, are you were you thinking um, Caleb start with Jimmy when you say Jimmy at the four? No, I I don't. I, I if I had to give my starting lineup, I would say I think Tyler's at the two and I think Max is at the three at this okay. stage. I I just I'm gonna be honest. The reason why I, I've gone away from the Caleb thought is I just don't like when you look back at the minutes. I don't like the Jimmy Caleb Bam minutes at all. Like I really don't. Like I like when it's Caleb and Jimmy. It, or not even as much Caleb and Jimmy. It's mostly Caleb and Bam when they were, went out with the role players. That's more of when I uh, – that was the bigger thing. Like, when Caleb's better inserting in for Jimmy, not playing next to Jimmy, in my mm. opinion, because then there's a, there's a big man that's not willing to kind of stretch the floor. If yep. there was a five that's if, – if Yurt's out here shooting, like I said earlier, 38% from three – then maybe you can go to it and put Caleb and Jimmy together. But or it's just hard for me. And let Yurt be the anchor down low, but tomatoes and tomatoes. If he wants to, I guess, go right ahead. I just think, I know. I think that's another topic, but I will say, I just feel like they're, you're not going to push your, your centerpiece in that direction to kind of mold around your role player. Like, I feel like the, the bigger goal here is to push your role player to kind of mold around your centerpiece of your franchise. But if Bam could shoot, that makes everything so much easier. But that's what right. I'm saying. Like, I don't know that it's necessary. Well, I personally don't. I, so I get what you're saying kind of with regards to like maybe fixtures and, and just kind of, this is what we have, like the rest of you kind of mold around that. But to me, I would rather ask the one who I've at least seen 
be able to do the other things like hey right. i know you are like our franchise you know whatever yeah. but jimmy we know that you have like the capabilities to do kind of this other stuff i think it's almost kind of difficult to ask the role players to expand their shit when it's like but i'm doing the thing like i don't but i i understand yeah. what you're saying right? yeah jimmy should be able to hit his shots you're right <laughs> I, I just get annoyed because it's always it's always bam do it and Jim, jimmy's always the one getting in the way too and yeah, and jimmy yes, can uh, jimmy shows in the playoffs he can hit these shots do yeah. it in the regular season motherfucker make it life easy for everybody him too yeah it's, it's usually do it in the playoffs the, the quote here is do it in the regular season yeah. <laughs> i think that the, the, i'll add into the, the bam conversation is that whenever guys begin to shoot the three they always start in the corner. And then once they get that confidence, it expands above the break. I just don't believe that his corner shooting moves the needle in this offense right now. Like, I just feel like if if there's going to be something to consistently go to, if, like, if he could hit the above the break three, I think everybody can agree that changes everything. But if it starts and it's like a gradual kind of improvement here, and I, I guess long-term it's great. But for the now, him shooting the corner three, I just I just don't think that that does enough, I guess, for the short, he- kind of the short term. And to jump on that, uh, if he shoots 33% from above the break, it opens it up a little bit, but in the playoffs, they're going to live with that. They're going to dare yeah. him to go two of five, three of yeah. six yeah. From, from there. Because the same thing happened with Brooke Lopez. When he was hitting that, he was spacing it, and then playoffs came. What did he do? They said, go ahead, hit four. You won't do that. So then as Jimmy was your four, right? And we've, like, Jimmy doesn't, whatever threes we've seen Jimmy take, they're not the corner threes. Jimmy is taking your above the break more so of those types of shots so i get the advantages or i guess the versatility that you can use with jimmy i just don't want it they missed the, the kelly dho being able to just <laughs> rip it yeah um and finally my favorite guy hamish highsmith hamish <laughs> that's my guy i listen go ahead he got he got a body he got long arms, skinny legs. Listen, all you got to be able to do is reach. <laughs> this, is, this is what you want. You want if it listen, realistically, if you're looking at the roster and you're saying we're not starting Jimmy. Right. So if you're coaching mm-hmm. and you go, I'm not starting Jimmy at the four. We're not doing that. I got to pick one of these guys. Realistically, like. Who who you, you gonna go Hamish or you gonna go Caleb? Like Darius you Days. want or Darius Day. <laughs> like this is what we're but this is what we got. These are yeah. these are the oranges that have already fallen to the ground. Yeah. So I mean, I would I would hope though this season that he gets a little run because I'd like to see him in some games. I'd it's like to see him. Stuff. It's huh? the defensive stuff. That's it's, what I'm talking about. Yep. Like, this is why I, so I, I want to see what he could bring on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. If he can grab some boards, you know, can can he hit a couple of shots? I have no idea. You know, you know with, yeah. with replacing PJ, I'm not worried about them because because PJ had a lot of jobs. He would go his versatility right. was the biggest weapon. He could guard well, Trey Young. He could guard PJ. James Harden. Yeah, they're not going to replace him. But That's I'm, the I'm thing. Saying, so- he can guard like he, he, I'm not worried about that because you, you can do a Caleb, you can put a depot, you can put somebody in that lineup that can do that. You can put a Gabe uh, and and put two guards together. Uh, mm-hmm. You could you could do that. My thing is when 
they're a bigger team when they're killing you on the boards. When Bam is asked to, to I, and I'm with Brady and and Shabon and, and Tiff. I know you said this a bunch, but play more drop, just play more base coverage when, especially when you're playing small, just to have Bam have that length, not ask right. Gabe to be the the help at the rim and expect him to take charges. <laughs> if and, I see Gabe and Max under the rim <laughs> one more time, I fight for that. their lives. The one possession. I saw no. Gabe trying to box out Pascal Siakam. I was pissed. I'm like, Girl, Pascal pissed? knee was in Gabe's ear. That's how small Gabe was. It was, I was personally it was, offended. It was it was terrifying to see that. Um, but but here's the thing. Let's say we are starting Bam at the four. Who who are you going? Are you going Yurt or are you going Deadman? And why? You got to It's got to be your. It's got to be your. Like I, I it, it has to be like, and I don't think they'll get to that point. But there, there's no way. Like I think Omer beats out Deadman pretty easily. I guess for the backup big spot. But like when we're talking about starting spot, like Deadman's he's a he's a, he's a rhythm player, man. Like if he sees if he gets some like momentum, he's not afraid to take that Curry land three. And I've seen it so many times that I just like that scares me. Like it really does. Like. <laughs> At least Yurt is good enough to just – he knows when to set his feet and he knows how to do that type of stuff. We haven't seen it at the NBA level, but we've seen it in summer league. We've seen it previously. That I think there's enough trust there. So if you're picking one, I'd go Yurt. Uh, but I want to add into the, to the Haywood Highsmith thing. I'll say okay. I really like what he can be defensively. Like I really do. And that's just not even based off the summer league, but that kind of catapulted it in my opinion. Just seeing the way he was able to kind of use his arms, the way he's able to just use his wingspan in that way, mm-hmm. move his feet. I think he would be a very, very good – perimeter defender just generally like I think he could be a very good perimeter defender but when you're having the conversation I guess of Caleb or Haywood Highsmith I think the only question to ask is who do you think shoots a better percentage from three like I think if you have the answer to that question I think you have who's higher in the depth chart for that position because you're gonna get uh, he's I'm not saying he's at Caleb's level defensively just immediately because I think Caleb developed over time as a really good defender and he deserves that kind of label but if you're talking about this offense and sitting in the corner and just hitting the spot up three, it's a three and D role. That's all they're going to need just mm-hmm. kind of in this starting spot when now we're not talking about kind of Shrews at the two and limited movement. We're talking about Larry at the one, Tyler at the two, Jimmy at the, the three. Like you have so many creators. Can you hit the catch and shoot three? So I guess I'll let you guys give your opinion. Who do you think shoots better spot up threes? If you were to say right now heading into the season, would you go Caleb or would you go Iceman? I'm probably and everybody's healthy. If if everyone's healthy yeah. across the board, I'm probably gonna go Caleb. Really? I'd say Caleb, but only because we've seen it more. And that's yeah. why. We well, because that's the trust, but that's and, the and, and, trust factor. Yeah. I trust Haywood's form better. More. I trust Hay. I trust. I, I, I really was about to call him Hamish. Like, <laughs> I, I feel free borrow it. I, I I trust his ability too, but I know that we've seen. We've just seen us use Caleb more. And I don't think that that's to say that Hamish can't. We, right. He just hasn't had the reps. I, I just think Haysmith uh, has, Hamish, <laughs> Hamish has a, um, uh, a more like natural form. Like we saw Caleb, yeah. when he gets into his funks, it's cause it looks like he's tinkering with it. He's thinking, he's aiming, yeah. he's, mm-hmm. his feet, his uh, shot. Everything looks like it's, it's a little bit of a mess. Uh, so I, I just, if, if we're going off that, I, I don't think any of us last season before last season had Caleb shooting 40% on threes or close to it. Oh, no. 
Uh, and I, I think it'll drop down a little bit and it'll balance out uh, a little bit more, unfortunately. I hope it doesn't, but I, I if I had to bet, I would say uh, Highsmith for sure. I go Highsmith too. Yeah. I just I mean, love his, his build. Yeah. I, I, he has the type of build that I, I really get excited about. They're both the guys on the floor that you're choosing to leave open. Like, that's the thing. That's the guy you're tagging with. Like, you're tagging off that corner on each either one of those corner shooters. So, if they can take advantage, it's like. I wonder what Caleb's above the break numbers look like. You, you Pull that up. And while you're pulling that up, <laughs> let me just send out a little shout out. Um, when we close out this segment tonight, we're going to take a couple of questions that uh, Brian M. finds in the chat. So, if you got any questions for any of us, all of us, or you just want to know what Brady likes to eat for breakfast, <laughs> throw it out there. And if Brian finds it, he'll tee it up for you. So uh, I'm curious, though. What do we think the bench the bench lineup's going to look like this year? I, I would say... And I don't know if I'm the only one hearing that echo, but I'll just I, I hear it. <laughs> but um, I, I'll say I think it's Gabe, obviously, at the one. Uh, in my in my just opinion that I said I think it's Jimmy at the four, and let's say Max at the three. I think the lineup you're heading for is is Gabe, Depot, Caleb, and your as your kind of four guys off the bench, and then you have Duncan, who's kind of looking for a resurrection uh, season, and, and there's plenty of offense to look for in that bench lineup when you're hearing kind of the names I'm throwing out there. That's a that's a death lineup of defense. Like you're maximizing Yurt's lineup, in my opinion. Like the fact that you're going to go two two one press if Caleb and Gabe are on the floor together. Like there's no doubt about right. that that you're going to be pressing. I don't think you want all the depot pressing because I think you want to basically allow him to be more of an offensive juggernaut. You don't want him tiring him out in that way with the way he's kind of playing. So if you have Caleb and Gabe at the top of that press and you have Yurt kind of glued to the basket, not having to play drop and having to go through that, he's going to have to play drop. Like, th don't get me wrong about that. He has to figure out drop in a way successfully, and that'll catapult him, I guess, in the rotation. But that's a defense right there. Like, the fact that you can roll that lineup out there, and then uh, we know it's never just these four guys at the same time at all times. Right. Like, there, there's going to be that extra creator in there. There's going to be that extra shooter in there. Uh, so I actually, I, I'm a big fan of, of their bench in general. I think Gabe and Depot, I believe, works very well together. Like, not only the defensive stuff, but Gabe's shown a willingness to move off ball. He's mm -hmm. been a guy that's yep. moved off ball for Tyler. He's moved off ball for Kyle. He's just moved yep. off ball. And it's funny because he's, over time, they were forcing him to be the on-ball guy. His entire life, he's been a catch-and-shoot, off-ball kind of combo guard. And then they're saying, you have to play the one because we need you to. And he elevated right. in the postseason and figured it out. Now I believe they're going back in the other direction. They're saying go back to the off-ball role because we're going to need you in it a lot. So that's right. another scenario of if that's – which I believe he will, but that's somebody that can capitalize on spot-up threes. If he's capitalizing like that, it just changes a lot for not only the bench shooter, but I think the team in general because you were talking about kind of injuries. Gabe Vincent's going to start a lot of games this season. Like I right. don't think Kyle Lowry is going to be pushing anywhere close to 82 that – uh, Gabe's going to be starting, and I don't think from the fan base to the coaching staff to anybody here, I don't think anybody's worried about that. Like, I think there's enough trust that Gabe can kind of lead them in that starting role. Real quick, so I found so we were we were just on the point of Caleb, right? Um, Brian, I DM'd it to you. So his instat shot chart: the right corner is is his most red, like is is his hottest corner. Um, the left 
wing is like his next biggest blob, but the next piece of redness for him is the right corner. And like, or I'm sorry, is the right wing. And so not necessarily at the 45 of the right wing and not directly at the top of the key, but mm -hmm. like the space in like at like the 60 degree angle right wing mm -hmm. kind of Caleb is, is uh, a bit more red than, than green in the other areas. Um, to your, your point about the bench, uh, I agree uh, mostly with with everything that Brady said. Um, the the idea of Gabe's kind of maturation and his ability, right? So yeah, you you can't see the lines, but like this is Caleb's shot chart. Um, I think I, I think that Gabe's ability to play off the ball does a lot, kind of with a lot of the different lineups and and however you want to kind of uh, piece them together. Um, Gabe and Depot, I, I would want Gabe to be the off-ball person there because I want you to use Vic for his his rim pressure. Let give him a ball screen, let him get downhill, see if he can get all the way there. If not, kick it out. Um, this is why I, I I found myself fluctuating back and forth between when it's the Gabe kind of Kyle minutes who I wanted um, on and off-ball, but given physical just kind of ability to just move around younger, whatever, whatever. Let Kyle run it like Gabe, you know, find his things or whatever. But I, I, I'm excited about their bench. Um, I know people have their ideas of however, who, what the starting group looks like. And then, you know, of course, from that is what we're left with the bench. But again, the, the depth of this team is going to be its strength. And it, it has to for them to find themselves healthy enough to be where, where they want to be at the end. Yeah, for sure, and and I like the I love what Brady brought up about the two two one. Uh, we saw plenty of time with Gabe and Caleb uh, off the bench. Just how much energy they provide, how much turn turnovers, how many easy buckets they get, just yeah. creating havoc, hit ahead, dunk, foul, layup three, whatever. Um, and we saw Depot fit right into that too. He just create a lot of havoc there, and I think they'll get more chemistry as the time goes. And it's it's a good it's a good way to like kind of um, create some easy points for and relief points. So you're not having the score in the half court. Cause um, you know, you, they've, they've this, this team struggles to score in the half court, get out in transition, create early possessions, create, create early opportunities. Um, and you know, you have your, in the back line, he's a big body he can rebound and he's a really good passer. I think that's one of the, you know, everyone talks yeah. about his rebounding, but he's yeah. a, a great reads, a solid outlet passer. He's unselfish. He he hits, makes the hit ahead pass, and and that helps open everything up. Gabe, we saw Gabe uh, really make a leap on the hit ahead passes because Kyle he 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 really looked at Kyle and like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up everything you do. That hit ahead pass, that early pass. Uh, we saw that pass to to Jimmy uh, in that that first um, play that it was. Kyle hits head. That's a real staple of of uh, Spo's offense. That early hit to that wing initiate to, to trigger the offense early, and um, I th I think I think that's a great opportunity to get the athletes on the team. There's not a lot of athletes on this team, but you when you have your most of your athletes are coming <laughs> off the bench, especially on the wings and the guard spots. Um, get those going. I also like I want to see those lineups play with Bam more, but play with Tyler, Tyler and Bam with some of those guys who can create hide Tyler a little bit on defense, even though he needs to nut up and, and do some of that himself this year. Uh, but it's, it takes kind of, kind of some of the pressure off him. And it kind of reminds me of 
the uh, Warriors, uh, one of their key lineups uh, early on was Clay with Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala, Draymond, and and always like Maurice Spates or somebody else. So Clay goes and scores, and everyone else does everything else. So create havoc, push, push the pace, get matchups uh, you like. And I think with Caleb, Caleb's one of those guys who he can guard big and can, uh, and can guard small. You don't want him to guard big too much, too often, but he's athletic enough, and when he's healthy, he's – he can really do a damn good job on defense. I agree. I think though, like as we as we start winding this down, the one thing I, I think we should address because the Heat are gonna be reliant on Victor Oladipo this season. Like there's no way they're not. Realistically, where do you guys see him as he comes back having a full off season? Like he has a full off season this time around. He's integrated from the beginning preseason. So he's there. He's on the floor. He's working. What do you guys expect? If he's not starting, I have him as your six, your six man. Um, I think we were depending on like the Gabe Kyle thing, whichever one of them goes out first, I have Vic as your, as your, your, as your six or seventh guy. Um, and it's to what you said, right? Like he'll be fully integrated and I don't know who reported or where I heard the bite from, but like, it's not a secret anymore. And, and they are like, we are going to be using you more. It's been stated. It's been put out there. Like it's a known thing. And so if he's not starting then, and they know that like, he wants a role, like they, they know that he wants to be able to to, to help lift more and to help carry more. So if he isn't starting, then I think it, it's definitely your six, seven person. And depending on what's happening toward the end of the games, I think he's closing for you too. Um, given foul situations, we need defense. If we need some rim pressure and Kyle's not able to shake loose for whatever reason, like I think there's, I think there is sizable and significant space for, for him to be. Yeah, I'll say that. I just I think the biggest thing is, and you hit on it, just knowing his role because there was just too many points last season, and this is not on him. I think it's just the way things go at this point. But it, he didn't know like the offense yeah. that they ran all season. Right. He was just kind of being right. thrown into the fire, and they had to do that. They did not run a Jimmy Hero Depot lineup, obviously, all, all season. And then all of a sudden, they just went crazy with that lineup all playoffs, and they had to tinker with it, and they figured it right. out on the fly at times, but they still weren't able to master it. I think that's why that's going to be a very important lineup this season. Just this quick sidetrack. I think Depot being incorporated there and them figuring out that trio specifically. Like, I know I'm not including Bam in there, but I think Bam could fit with most people. I think he doesn't, do- like, dominate the ball, even though we, we want him to. Bam's not going to sit there and call for the ball. Jimmy, Tyler, and Depot are all going to need the ball in their hands. And if they can figure that out with, I think, movement's kind of the key there, once again, like, that's the one way to kind of get by this. But if they can figure that out, that's huge. But overall, this role, like rim pressure is the biggest thing for me. Uh, if he's able to hit the catch and shoot three at, at a high clip, that <laughs> catapults us even higher. Uh, I think we trust what he can do defensively. But his role, I think it's going to be exactly what Tyler was in last season. Like, I think it's that simple. Like, I think they're giving him the total green light. I think they're going to say, just go do what you do. Get to your spots on the floor that you like know that you're going to get to. You know you can get to the rim. Every time I see an offseason clip of him, he's doing a spin move in the mid-range. So, hopefully we could see something along those lines there. But uh, if he can incorporate that type of stuff, like a midi pull-up that Tyler had last season and kind of, uh, I don't think you're going to see the same level of pull-up threes as you saw from Tyler, but 
that balance is still Tyler wasn't doing what he can do at the rim. So there's always that balance in general, but that's going to be his role his, his usage is going to be through the roof this season. So he's going to have the opportunity. This is uh, it's, it's funny because we keep talking about like secret weapon and them, him being kind of the acquisition, even though he's been here for three seasons, but, right. but it's never, it hasn't added up to that. Like this is really, this is true test. Like this is the true moment right. to see what he can yeah. do on this team. They're giving him the, like I said, the total green light. So his role will be interesting. And when guys go out, guys are going to go down. His usage is only going to increase on this team. Like that's where it comes down to. He's, he, he's going to only skyrocket from here offensively. Uh, I just wonder if, are they going to put him on, on other teams, best offensive player, like right out the gate? Because I believe so, because my recency bias is him just basically clamping up Jalen Brown and that one, right, right. Uh, what was it? Game three. Like you, you can't teach that and you can't take that for granted. Right. Like you have to yeah. utilize that. So I think we see that right out the gate. I think that's a useful thing in the playoffs as well. But uh, talk, we always talk about his offense, but I just feel like the defensive stuff is just – it's still there. Like even when he came in his first game this past season, like the first game, the topic after the game was his defense didn't go anywhere. Like he hasn't played basketball in this long and his defense is this legit. He had a whole offseason to work on basketball. He also had a whole work offseason to work on agility, not just yep. uh, revamping his injury. Like he worked on actual agility. So yep. I'm really interested in the defensive stuff in general. Victor Oladipo has played 12 games for the Miami Heat in the regular season. He played 15 <laughs> playoff games for them. But imagine, Frankie, but think about it this way. Imagine where we would have been without him oh. in the playoffs. Oh, disastrous. Um, I mean, uh, we all know I, I'm a huge Vic fan. Um I like I like liked a lot of what I saw, and I I know a lot of what the struggles came from coming back from the injury. You know that when you're coming back from that injury, he's not as explosive as he used to be. So the, that's where the adjustment has to come. And you know I'm glad he had a healthy off season, um, and he worked out against some really good players. He a lot of workouts against Kyrie, uh, KD. Uh, he worked out against athletic guys like Russ. Like that's great for him. Like he needs that. He needs those reps and getting those reps in the off season uh, as he's building himself back up is going to go a long way. Um, you know, Brady touched on the defense and his strength, his length, his anticipation. Um, he can stay low to the ground. He's not going to get out muscled by a lot of guys and he can help on switches. He takes charges. He's unselfish. He he's great. He's great defensively. No, I don't think anybody's worried about him defensively, but he's definitely a weapon defensively. Um, offensively, the struggles came like he, like, uh, the rim pressure was great. The, the touch around the rim. I know a lot of that is come adjusting to the explosiveness where he's easily, he's going from easily clearing it and dunking and putting it on a highlight film. Uh, to you know, barely get into the rim. That's a big adjustment. You're not you're jumping and you're like, whoa, I can't be. I'm not getting there it's like I used to. Uh, so he's just got to learn his body now. He's got to learn that. Learn the, the new angles that he's gonna get to. Like his max vert isn't gonna be the same as it used to be. Uh, maybe in a year. That's gonna take time to, to heal. But you know. But the funniest thing is when you if you go back and watch those playoff games, that spurt might not be as fast as it was. But, but it's, it's still faster than half of it's still faster oh, than yeah. a lot of people we got sitting next to oh, him. Oh yeah. He's still got a, a quick first step and that's that's something mm -hmm. you can't teach. And yeah. it's not well, as, like it's not as quick as it used to be but it's still very useful. Because his first step there's no wasted movement. Yeah. If you yeah. notice that there is no wasted movement in his first step. It's a long stride. His first too. Step, yeah. That's it. And that's it's low. It. 
But it's, it's weird, right? Brady. He has the long stride, but he also has this short, choppy strides. And like, and I think that goes with like some of the what Tiff's saying, like the the no wasted movement. He's not giving you. He doesn't need like four or five combo moves. He's get mm-hmm. maybe an in and out cross and pop, 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 and I'm there. And Frankie, I love what you said about like his finishing. And mm-hmm. I, I think that comes to you know, like what you said, learning whether or not he can bounce that high anymore. But I was. I felt like I was more impressed to see that his ability to get there mm-hmm. wasn't really diminished. It's just, okay, yeah. now I need to figure out how I finish once I get here. I and it took, it took Wade a season too. Remember Wade coming off as he got older, he wasn't, yeah. he had seasons where he went down uh hill uh, finishing wise. Cause he was like, he was trying to dunk and he's missing layups and you never saw Dwayne miss layups and he's missing open ones. And that's, that's just an adjustment, get learning your body. Uh, as your athleticism declines and the injuries pile up and stuff. But I, I still think Vic, uh, I'm hoping it's this season, obviously, but I, I still think that's, he's he's so young. He's only 30. I, I still think he's not completely gone. He won't be what he was in Indy or, or in college, but I, I still think there's there's a level, like he's probably like a B rating. He's probably, I think he can get to like a B plus uh, on the vertical again um and i i expect big things from him he's he's gonna be too big of a factor for this team well they I, I wonder if i wonder if he can get to the line at the same level he did in indy like at least at the mm. same type of because you're talking about the finishing and getting there like i i don't think there's any doubt right. any of us believe he's not going to get to the rim it's more right. what he's going to do at the rim right. but the yeah. thing is is he going to be willing now now that he's past the injury stuff for this time i think he's gonna be more willing to embrace contact in general Right. So if he can get to the line like that, that's another outlet of offense. Like they have a, they have a lot of free throw merchants now that they can get to like potentially <laughs> well, like. And, and speaking of that, if, if you've got Tyler out there, especially starting, I need to see him getting to the line. Mm. Yes. yes. I like just- I, like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying go head first into the contact, but I need, what does he average per game? Like, I don't even like, I don't even know. What does he average? Three. Uh, real quick to touch on uh, what Brady was saying about Vic with his Vic, uh, free throw rate, mm-hmm. he he got for regular season he was about average his his career average of twenty six percent for playoffs that went up to thirty nine percent, and th- and that's something if he can get that over an extended period of time in the regular season that's a, that's a huge boost for them. I'm, I'm looking up uh, Tyler now. Okay, me too. So I don't know what his attempts are right now. I have him though making. 2.7 free throws. That's his average. I again, not sure what the attempts for. Need a few more of those. Yeah. If you're on the floor, yeah. you need a few more of those. Yeah. The, the the one thing is just finding the bridge. I keep saying like between regular season and the playoffs, and the fact that his his drives per game and attempts per game or off those drives just basically sliced in half from regular season to playoffs is the biggest issue mm-hmm. I think when talking about his playoff performance, like. If you have to find a way to, if you're not, if they're going to close you off, because the playoffs are going to be more half court, like half court offense and defense. They're going to uh, know your tendencies in general, so they know you right. want to get to your floater right before the box. So they're going to close off there, but you have to have a counter ready. Like that's yeah. the preparation part of this. Like that's the part that I believe he kind of has to have been preparing for this entire off season. Is the next level around the rim? Is it? Uh, we know he has the pull farther out. We know he has the floater. Now it's about right under the rim like what what's your next play here like are you going to be willing to take this contact get to the line be able to finish with the added strength you're adding uh that's the difference because he's been great in the regular season with the wild finishes and scoops and they're all fun for top tens but like 
we, we this is never tr- it's not a translating factor to playoffs because that stuff just right. doesn't happen because you're not going to get the same calls first of all in general even if you're doing that type of stuff like you'll get the calls if you're embracing contact when you're doing that yep. stuff you're not uh and, right. but it, and, and if they close it off you're not making those type of shots so if he could do that embrace contact it, that's it's why different. i wanted to see him like get more comfortable so I want him to have those counters, but that's why I kind of also wanted to see him embrace a little bit more of off ball stuff. Like, I don't know. And, 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 and as maybe as like the, the first drive and kick option and attacking kind of already bent defenses, I do want him to, to have the, the counters and stuff, but like, okay, haven't seen that. So get more comfortable kind of off ball and, and integrate better with like a Vic or a Gabe or whatever as kind of your primary people on ball. That's just me, though. Yeah, like we just talked about Vic increasing his uh, free throw rate for the playoffs. Tyler's went down. Uh, it went from nineteen, a career high 19.5% uh, in the regular season to uh, a career low uh, one, uh, 14.9% in the playoffs. And, like, I know he was injured and stuff, but it's about get, getting that craftiness. And, like, one thing that Tyler really needs, like it's it's about what Brady said, getting something to the rim, but that's also going to help the offense go uh, out because then help will come. If he's showing he can finish at the mm-hmm. at the rim and not mm-hmm. have to shoot over somebody, help is going to come. Right now he's got the he's beating the his man and the defense lets his man recover. They don't they don't send help. They don't force from the weak side. He's not pulling the defense to him and enough. To the to the point where it's gonna bend the defense, he's got the skip pass. He can make those passes. He improved right. a lot as a pass reader, but him forcing the help, getting to the rim, finishing through contact will open up so much for the offense because it's not uh, it's not just he's going to the score, he's shooting a, t- a floater, and you know you take you live with it. Fifty percent shot. He's getting to the rim and he's getting three points because he's finishing. That's gonna make a world of difference for the whole team. When we talk about it like this. Like, on paper, Tyler and Depot are, like, the biggest, like, combo over each other in general. Like, every weakness and strength we've talked about, like, over the last <laughs> 10 minutes has been the weakness of the other. Like, we're talking about finishing around the rim and defense. I want them to get it better together. Let yeah. Vic initiate and then let Tyler do the other part. That's yeah. Sorry. If, if that meshing could come along, like the fact that Tyler's biggest strength is the pull-up shooting in general on the outside, and that's kind of Depot's one question mark, I guess, offensively. And then you have the defensive stuff and the rim pressure. Like, they'd form a pretty elite player if they came together. Let me just say that because <laughs> they, they, just, they just do. Like, they, they just complement each other, I guess, on paper. But like we keep saying, the question will become how do they integrate together? And I think right. they're going to – Spoh's going to force it. I, I really believe that. Like, even if they don't, like, they're going to make it work. Like, they're not right. just going to say, oh, it doesn't work. We have to kind of let each one run their lineups. No, like, this has to work with, well, if you're and rolling with no this roster. And they have no choice. Exactly. Yeah. This is the roster. Like, you got yeah. no choice. You got you got to figure out um, a way to work work it together. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. But I'm told we do have five questions. So Brian M, whenever you're ready, take it away. Oh, well, six now. Oh, <laughs> six pack of questions. <laughs> so first one is, what does Duncan's role look like if he's still on the roster? We ain't talked about Duncan all episode. And I thought about that like five minutes ago. Um, well, I think Brady did kind of touch on it, that um, there's that possibility for, what, what did you say, that that uh, front court of Yurt and Duncan? 
I just feel like there's an opening when looking at the bench unit, like just overall, like if we're, if they, let's just say that it ends up being the, the Jimmy at the four starting lineup. The fact that you have Gabe Depot and Caleb off the bench, like a shooter is needed. <laughs> like like yes. the fact yeah. that, and they have a shooter on this roster. And as much as we could talk about Duncan in general, uh, this is like kind of restarting. Like this isn't like a continuation thing. Like he is starting from scratch in this, in yep. this training mm-hmm. camp. Like there's no expectations on him. He's heading in here to basically say, I'm going to earn my role like I have every other season when I'm kind of capitalizing my role. Now I'm chasing from behind. But he's been through this. Like, shooters don't forget how to shoot. Like, that's just not what happens. Like, he can still shoot the basketball at high level. He could go into camp and, and surprise everybody at a completely other level and beat out Max, let's say, potentially. Like, that's not out of the running if he – because that's what shooters do. So, what his role looks like, like, we've seen – they go to nine man rotation so i don't see them going a lot into 10 man but i think they kind of have to with, with wanting to preserve certain guys in this roster so if he can go into 10 man rotations duncan's gonna have a set maybe 12 minutes on this on this roster maybe like that i can see that happening like tw- like 10 to 12 minutes a game for at least the start of the season until they shrink it into the nine and obviously the averages will bring that down but at least to start the season like i don't think it's out of question Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Brady, don't slander sexy white chocolate on this show. I was waiting for it, Brady. <laughs> oh, right, I right. figured that was going to be strike one. You're right. That is strike one. <laughs> that was the first name that popped into my head. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I'm scaring him, too, if you're scaring him. <laughs> I like Brady's point, and, I, and especially with, like, a big game, um, I want to. I I want Duncan to return to form. I, I hope there's not this idea. He, that if I he's here, he, they you need, need him, him. To, return to some point of a form, right? Um, I'm excited for him, I, and I like Brady how you just said it. It does feel like very much so like a restart. That one season where you were like shooting through the roof, cool, like that was great. Last season, not so much. Don't no expectations on him per se coming in, right? didn't play, didn't see much time in the playoffs. So like, how do you, yeah, how do you kind of recenter yourself and and make yourself, uh, it was too easy, I guess it felt for Spo to not be able to go to him when his shooting could have helped mm-hmm. and opened some stuff up. He, he has to get back to a position of, no, we need you on the floor to do those things. Right. Um, I'm, I, I am excited to see what he kind of reinvents himself. Or how he does. Yeah, he's gonna play. He's gonna have opportunities if right. he's here. Uh, we we saw Kyle Guy get plenty of minutes. You know? <laughs> if, if Kyle Guy got minutes, Duncan's gonna get some minutes. 
so it's on him. Um, I like what Bond brought up about the defense and earning his role. Like he's 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 the only one stopping himself because right. I mean sometimes the refs are giving them some ticky tack calls, but he can be better. He can put himself in better position, be a smarter defender. Uh, he plays too small. We I always forget. I know everyone uh, probably always forgets as well. He's six seven, and he plays yeah. a lot smaller than that. Yeah. Uh, and if he you know, if he can help himself doing other things uh, when he's not hitting shots, if he's rebounding, if he's cutting uh, to the basket, getting to the rim, you know, stuff like that, uh, defending, taking charges, he can make himself more valuable. Uh, but he's right now he's he lets his uh, shooting dictate how the rest of his game yep. goes too much. Yep. And we saw how Max is the opposite of that. If Max can go. Uh, one for ten, and and still take make a big play in, in the, on on the other end, and that's the difference between them two. I think though, it, it is. It all goes back to Duncan being able to play from a position of strength. If the shots are working, it seems like everything is working. Yeah, you know, and I, it, and he's tall, and I forget he's got long arms. He's rangy. You you need that if you're on the team. You need it. Like, that's just the way I look at it. Like, they're going to need him to do something. And I think I think mentally maybe this offseason was probably good for him. Yeah. Get away from everybody. Get away from the team. Get yourself back to whatever it is you like to do. Maybe get away from basketball. I think sometimes you just need that break. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, it was too easy for Spo to go, mm, let me look past him and put somebody else in. You know? That's the but, worst feeling when the coach looks at you and like, yeah, <laughs> you got a lot of guys and it's right. like, please put mm-mm. right, right, right. Not you, not you. They put right. You catch the coach. And then it's almost disrespectful. Like you know, I'm not looking at you. You know, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> the next one. I'm looking past you. Right. But the reality is, when if you're, we're talking about Duncan, we're talking about Max, we're talking about Tyler. All these guys, and that's why I always and, and shy, you know, I do this. All these guys are the transformers. Oh, yeah. If they don't stack and create one giant ass Optimus yeah. Prime, it's not going to work. work. You need all these guys to do what they do best. Yep. And, and it's not Duncan is people that can do everything. And so exactly. everybody has to do the yep. one thing and like fill their hole and yep. help fill the hole next to them. That's it. All right, Brian, moving right along. Yep. Next question is, why does Brady look so nervous? He looks like he clicked on the wrong chat room. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, since we're on that topic, since we're on that topic, I saw somebody say something else where they said, I look like I pour my milk then before my cereal. I don't. So I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was actually one of the questions as well. Do you pour Screaming. your milk or cereal first? Oh, I went ahead. Hilarious. <laughs> definitely cereal. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go, Brady. <laughs> now I'm imagining you like right. first and like trying to analyze like the splash angle of the cereal. How do we pour it without getting it to splash? Well, I'm saying Brady, Brady, Brady go and be like, damn, Brady I got no cereal. A little milk. A little, bit of cereal. a little milk, a little cereal. Yeah, do it at the same time. Uh, I'll do it first. 
<laughs> like a bartender. <laughs> so we kind of went over this one earlier. Was how many minutes should Depot play in the regular season? Um, I don't know if you guys as want many to put as Spo wants. Like, <laughs> listen, he's healthy. Let that man play. Let him play. Let, Let him, him play. play. He's gonna. Him and Gabe are gonna take a lot of Kyle's minutes in the regular season, and they should yeah. rest them up. And while you're on that topic, I would love to see some Vic at the one and a couple mm. of the Leches as the two, three. Mm. That's really what I want, but I don't want to touch on, you know, other stuff. But I want to see a chunk of that. I don't I don't mind that because I think uh, either if you have Caleb or Jimmy at the four next to the band, there's enough defense there to cover up. Like, it doesn't right. even matter about sizing up in general. There's enough to go around. And I think if you're in drop – Depot is perfectly fine of guarding your best player and fighting over or under the screen. Like there's enough trust here uh, and not to get off track, but that's also why I trust this team's drop coverage. Like they have actually guard defenders. Now, like you're looking around, right. Caleb can guard guards. Uh, you have Depot, you have Gabe, you have all these guys, Kyle on, you know, supposed to, but I don't know if they trust him fully at this stage, but they have enough guard defenders now to fight over and under screens and make that decision. And Bam can cover up enough in general, but, that's why I think, to your point, those lineups could work. Because if they're in that type of drop, you have these other guys that are hedging over. And then a lot of these guys that were just – like like Max, he's a good team defender. Tyler's even a good team defender. Like Duncan's they're, they're a good, good team defender. Duncan's yes, Duncan's a good team defender. So he's, he's not playing pity, Pat. Right. He yeah. is – if you actually watch right. him, yes. he really is. It's just when they begin to get picked on, it becomes problematic when they're on the right. ball. But that's another reason why I think – once again, drop coverage can be because if they get taken out of the play on the ball, Bam's good enough to contain too. He is like that's just how good he is at this stage, and I don't think it has to be one-on-one switching all the time to show his dominance. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a part of this where people think that like his defensive player of the year stuff is like out the window because he's in drop and he can't, and he can't like <laughs> be like showcase his perimeter defending like in general. But first of all, he's they're going to switch at times. Like they're never going to fully get away from that. They're going to switch. And then my other point is that. Like Rudy Gobert is the guy that steals it every year, and the guy plays drop all day under the rim. So mm-hmm. he's not going to be a guy like Rudy Gobert, though, to get those numbers of blocks and everything. He's just right. going to be a guy that impacts and throws people out, and then all of a sudden they don't, they kind of deter him in a similar way that Rudy, that they don't want to go at the rim because right. he's there. Uh, and I know I just flipped, the I think, a depot question into this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it ties in, I guess. Yeah, we, we, we already did that. Depot's going to play as many minutes as he wants. I don't, there's not going to be a minutes restriction. Yeah. He's playing. Got it. So before I ask the actual question, someone was mentioning this a bit, a bunch in chat. So I got to ask you guys: Do you think Duncan looks taller when he drives to the basket? <laughs> kind he of. Look, he looks lanky. Yes. He looks like yes, I think so. <laughs> but that's because it feels more unnatural for him. It, like, it, it looks a little slow. Slow he, and upright. Slow right. And upright. <laughs> But he, he gets, gets there. there. Exactly. He gets there. He gets there and he gets the job done when he does it. Listen, it's not going to always look good. I just want to see Duncan. I, I, I don't want to see the 13 seconds spamming the DHOs. I want to oh, see yeah. Yeah, we don't know. six it does, seconds. It doesn't work. Flip it. Flip the ball. Let's, next action. Counters, counters, counters. I, I want him to be in. I want him to be in the max role. Like we originally said about Max being in Duncan's role, and that was like far from the truth. 
Like he is not in Duncan's role at all. But if Max, yeah. if Duncan could be in Max's role of slip screens, repositioning, straight just catch and shoot, and not being worried about it, uh, like that's the yeah. stuff that's kind of tends to him, and that kind of generates confidence and rhythm and all that stuff where he's not constantly sprinting and running a marathon constantly. Like it's also funny to me, which could tend into shooting ways of both of them. But the way, if you ever look at the way each of them run a, a handoff, it's like the complete opposite of each other. Max yep. catches it and he takes like one or two dribbles to spread away from that defender chasing. Yep. Duncan's yep. at the shoulder of the screener. Like he is at Bam's shoulder and he's shooting because he wants it to be like, there's, there's benefits to both. Like you can make the, the case for both. And not to discourage Duncan because he did it so well for at a very high level for years, but there's a difference here when they start to figure you out. Maybe there's a way where Duncan kind of, if he uses the handoff, it's in different ways. It's not the same exact kind of, I guess, right. process over and over. Okay. So do you think Jovic will play a role this season? And if so, how much of a role? Kyle Guy. That's all I'm going to say. It's true. Jovic will play this season at some point. Uh, now, it's up to him. I think he needs to gain some weight, uh, obviously, and uh, improve his uh, quickness, lateral, laterally especially, because he's going to be asked to play the four a lot, three, four, probably some, uh, probably guard some bigger guys. So the, that's where the strength is. I don't think he – like, I'm a big Jovic fan. I think the offense is – where where he's gonna help the most uh, when he gets comfortable, but I think this season he's gonna play for the Sioux Falls Sky Force a, a very lot uh, of minutes there, and um, I think he'll he'll do good. I don't expect him to contribute this year. He's gonna be a project player. He'll play some. He'll have an opportunity, and if he if he's we haven't seen him since like game two of summer league, so right. we don't know what he's been doing. If, if he they didn't let him play for the uh, for his country um for FIBA which I, I think would have been a great opportunity for him but I it maybe the injury was worse than than we originally heard um but I I think the skill set and the length and the size uh can definitely contribute especially since they don't have that at the at the wing spot right now um and you know he's he's gonna show flashes but you got to be patient with him and uh because he, he's there's a reason he was a late first round pick he wasn't a highly tooted touted uh uh, international prospect there wasn't no talk there, there was like early talk of him going lottery but i love the potential he's he hasn't played basketball that long he's uh and even then he's still stacked up pretty well against uh internationally against guys that have been playing all their lives and were top 10 picks uh for for their respective teams um i don't I, so my answer is not this year maybe uh but in the future definitely i definitely think he's a player yeah, I, I agree. I, I just don't think he plays a role this season. Uh, but, like, let's just hypothetically say, like, Caleb twists an ankle is out two weeks. Like, it's all hands on deck at that point. Like, yep. they, they don't just have the next guy to slot in. It's it's Jovic, Highsmith, and Darius Days. Like, it's just all hands on deck. Whoever gets the opportunity gets it, and you're going to run with it. My question is, in those spot minutes, what will his role be? Because – I just, it's weird. He's just a, a totally different prospect when you just look at a guy that is out there running pick and rolls and then he's going to be put in the NBA and he's not going to run a pick and roll. He's going to be the roller in those pick and rolls, which is something he hasn't done in those leagues. Like it's just totally different. Like, and that's why I think your point about Sioux Falls is like, they're going to just give him reps as a roller, as all that type of that type of role. They're going to try to mold him in that way. Uh, because 
it's a lot on him just as a spot up shooter at that point. If if he's not that, because even if he is a roller, like I just don't. You mentioned the size thing. Is he is he big enough to kind of be a threat off the roll? Like I don't know. Like if can he have like a good push shot and have good touch around the rim or a good pull up? Like I believe so. Like that could be a plus. But I don't see him being like a dominant finisher off the roll. Like that's not going to be what he is. So what does he play when he gets in? That'll be the question. And my other question is. We talk about a lot of these guys that aren't good defenders but are good team defenders. My question is if he can become a good team defender because uh, there's obviously limited film on him in general, but like what we've seen is that there wasn't a lot of emphasis on the defensive end just team-wise in general, uh, and that's what kind of threw me for a loop with the pick. Like We hear Pat Riley talking in his press conference about this guy needs to defend, this guy needs to defend, this guy needs to defend, and then they go into the draft a week later and they draft a guy that – can't defend so that's what threw me off but I guess they believe in his upside offensively um but if he can become like those other guys and become good enough defensively kind of as team-wise spots which will come over time then they'll believe in him I guess in those spot minutes but the role in general is is not like previous draft picks or, or prospects like this is a guy that's just he's literally gonna be thrown into the fire and they're just gonna see what happens yeah, they got tired of Danilo ducking him. That's why they're like, "All right, this guy looks a little bit like him. Let's get let's get the closest thing we can." So I don't, and I I don't know that they do it this way, but because of kind of how unique he is, I almost don't want them to force him into the position of the roller. Like mm-hmm. if he's with if he's spending time with Sioux Falls, let him see what he can do. I guess against G League level competition as um not necessarily your primary ball handler but let him get some on ball reps if he's able to so so maybe you don't force him to be a roller a roller but if you are if you're able to figure out how to help him maximize or make effective what it is that he kind of already naturally does as one of the ball handlers i think that opens up like an incredible new dimension and this the idea that so he's lengthy, right? So so we talk about not you don't you want length, you you need size, and traditionally that comes in your your front court. But if you can have someone who is still lengthy, but like also playing kind of an, an unorthodox position on the team, I think that just kind of opens up a, a lot of stuff that we don't necessarily think about or that doesn't more readily come to mind. Um what I don't know what his role is on this team this season. I am very much with the it's all hands on deck, though, because, you know, health and all of that is going to dictate just lineups, period. Um, and 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 should he get in when he does, I, I almost not want them to give him, you know, too much of a green light, but like maybe some yellow lights, like just kind of <laughs> let him, him proceed with caution. He kind of gets, you know? Tuesday night, back to back against the Kings. You gotta listen, like and Frankie, that's what I was about to say. You you said a lot, especially in the group chat, that like the team this season has to and and fans too have to find some intestinal fortitude to withstand some losses that maybe we wouldn't have been okay with 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 taking in years prior. Maybe we shouldn't be shooting for the one seed. Maybe we should just be letting right. Tyler get his offensive reps, letting Bam get his reps, let Gabe and Max kind of um, um, flesh out more of their game and and let a guy like a Jovic just see kind of what they can give him right. 
or what he can give them in the more traditional kind of three, four roly position, but also like let them see what he can well, do as, as a two, three wing-ish, you know, type of yeah. type of guy. Let him see. We need to see what he can do, period. Period. Mm -hmm. You drafted him for that. a reason, and clearly yeah. it wasn't for his stellar defense. Let's just be honest. <laughs> right. So, right. That, that, so that, that mean that mean that at some level on the floor he can get buckets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, this year he's not he's not your starting four. No. But next year. Well, but but what I'm saying is we all know injuries occur. You're gonna need people stepping up. He might have to run out there as you too. Like we have no idea how things are going to shape out, and if the if he can shoot, let him shoot. I love to see him just randomly What's, in there. You know, if if you gave him seven minutes on a Tuesday night, hey, put up ten shots. I don't care. I need <laughs> to see what you can do. I and with the length, I was mostly talking about the the release point. Like I, I don't think he's gonna. Mm. They, they don't have a pick and pop option. They don't have uh, the DHO pull out and, and shoot it when they, when they sag and they, they try to drop on that. They ha haven't had that for two years since Kelly we got traded. So I think you know that's where they'll try to mold him. I would still like to see him get reps on the ball, like you guys said. He's he's got that nice little uh, mid range turnaround in the post. Run some isolation splits for him. Let him yes. let the weak side action go and let him let him go uh, make a decision. Let him let him try to go one on one and beat his man. Let's see what he can do. He'll get those reps in Sioux Falls as he gets stronger as he develops. But I want right. to see him get those reps because summer league was utterly disappointing with how they utilized yeah. them. Very underwhelming. Well, and that also was... like I just want to say because we we are saying like he wasn't you know whatever in summer league. We also have to kind of go back and also consider the fact that like. He wasn't really playing with like true point guards. Mm -hmm. So he Not wasn't close. exactly. So he wasn't getting the ball in good positions. He didn't have anybody kind of directing him as to where to be to get the ball. But that's why I young. felt like there should have been more willingness to put the ball in his hands. Like you don't yeah. have a true point guard on the right. Summer League roster. And so like we're talking about playing the ball handler, like let right. him do. That, that's his primary bread and butter in general. So, like, we're talking about him going into Sioux Falls and, and potentially kind of developing that. Like, that was my question all summer league. Like, if, if that's what we're going to do, like, I'm totally for it. But, like, why are we not trying this out in summer league? Like, why are we looking right. at these guys that are – none of them are even on the roster now are getting these mm -hmm. on-ball reps? Like, let's see what this guy that ran pick and rolls his entire life can do. Like, that – that's my point. Like, I, I we want to force him into this roller kind of role, but that's not him. It, I don't think it will be right. him for some time until, unless he – changes the entire game so uh and it's a weird it's a weird fit in general like if we're talking about this this roster we keep talking about all the creators and all the guards like then you have a big man that you're throwing into the mix that's also a creator and, and a pick and roll ball right. like if they have a theme or, or just kind of anything in general of what this team is like that's what it is so like why not embrace it yeah four out motion offense we've seen it work for the 30 and 11 team when they have four ball handlers and everybody was a threat Spoke and do this. Spoke and do this. <laughs> Give me Jovich Duncan uh, splits. Just let them screen and pop and run and f people up off each other. We got Let's a French it. vanilla as a, as the as the fourth leche. Happy <laughs> <laughs> leche. <laughs> vanilla. Brian, beautiful. just Brian, just 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 go. I was going to say before before we get to the final question, I just wanted to yes. thank. Um, 
Eric the Great for the resub saying that he missed us. I've seen a lot of love in the chat as well saying, you know, thanks so thanking us that we're back and saying, hey, NBA season's right around the corner. It's making them feel great to see us. Um, Alf also gave out some subs and resubscribed, but he hasn't been here to bang on the table for Duncan at the four in a while. So <laughs> That was me. <laughs> so for the final question, everybody, we got... I should have talked while this was happening. Oh, what would your closing lineup look like with this current roster? Mm. I need a scenario. Do we need defense? Yeah, I, mm. I feel like it would change based on the. I think, I think it would change based on the opponent. It is going to change. Right, Brian, pick a team. Let's say against the Bucks. Mm. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's the team that still scares me the most in the East. Um, go ahead. You go first, Frankie. Uh, I go, hmm. I go, um, you know, the obvious four, uh, Jimmy, Kyle, Tyler, Bam. Uh, and I'll probably go Max. Space them out. I don't think they, I don't think they match up well with them. Uh, but our hope, if if Brook is is in the game, our hope is get Brook off, force Brook off the floor, with enough shooting and spacers. Mm. I know, Frankie. Your obvious ain't my obvious. Your obvious ain't my obvious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Ahead, yeah. I think okay. it's a, I think it's an obvious three. Like to his point, like I think it's more of an obvious three that would make sense. But I think the other two spots are kind of for the taking. Right. Like, I. My caveat is I wouldn't close with Tyler most of the time but I think Spo I think Spo's obviously going to do it that that's what my obvious mm, see I don't know I, I don't, so. I don't know I don't I know I, I yeah and if it's the I bucks hope so. I hope not <laughs> you, Brady you go ahead if you were about to give yours go ahead it's weird because it, it is a lot of scenarios because it depends on how these people <laughs> yeah. are playing like it's, it's so much because if we're looking on paper like you're just gonna throw the best five guys out there but Let's just say the Bucks. Like I think you have to utilize all the people in this in this type of scenario. Yeah, I think that's one. They, yes. they need the rim pressure there. I think you need to move yep. around like a Giannis on the weak side. I think about uh, you don't want Jimmy having the late in the games to have to go through this type of uh, just kind of defensive matchups. You want him guarding, let's just say a Middleton or a Drew, whichever one you want to feel comfortable with. Uh, I think you have the question for me is what does Kyle Lowry look like? Like. Yep. That's my that? one piece of this. Like, if, if on paper, I think you'd want to say, go with Tyler, Depot, Jimmy, and Bam. Put your, put your four creators, comfortable players out on the floor. Mm. But the question becomes, I don't think you want to put, as much as I want to say put a shooter out there, then there's just too much, uh, like, willingness to pick on. Like, you yeah. can just pick your poison once again. So, I would probably say Kyle, Tyler, Depot, Jimmy Bam. That would probably be at this moment without context. That would probably have to be the way I go. Because I, I feel like the creation, I think, is good enough to kind of hold up on the shooting. And I think there's enough trust there for Tyler and Kyle to be that. But the issue for me with that lineup mm. isn't anything like I, that. It's the size. The size is the issue. But yeah. I just don't know where else you go. Like, like there's nowhere else that we're going to say, like, okay, Deadman, Yurton, Bam. Bam could play the three. Like, <laughs> I'm I think that's kind of you just have to just bet on your offense. That's kind of where I where I feel. I got yeah. Go ahead, Sean. I no, got go ahead. I'll go last. So you you hit on kind of some of where my my tension is 
So I don't know that I, I outright give it to Tyler. And I think a lot of it does depend on kind of what Kyle looks like. Um, yeah. Quiet as cap or what it wants to be talked about or not. I think, so we're going to Bucks. I'm going to say Kyle because I, I want to give him that respect just kind of coming into things. I, I, I'm not mad at Kyle, Vic, Max, Jimmy, Bam. Mm. That's my, that's my closer. Um, because Max is Max is giving you shooting, and Max is giving you size, and Max is giving you defense. Um, and then couple that with your creators in a or like your downhill people in a big and whatever kind of Kyle is giving you. Um, and and. And not that and not that they're going to give Tyler the start or whatever. Um, if he earns it, he earns it fine. But I, I don't see Spo being hesitant or being unwilling to like, all right, motherfucker, you started, love that, cool. I need, you know, maybe something different in my clothes. So for that scenario, I'm, I'm I'd say just off paper, haven't seen anything yet. I'm I like Kyle, Vic, Max, Jimmy Bam. Yeah, I, that's exactly where I was going. Because I think you need, and and I hate going to this too, because it's like, yeah, what does Kyle look like? Especially as we get into the season. Is mm-hmm. he gonna, is his body gonna hold up? Is he gonna be on, off? Like, I have no, I have, I have no idea. Um, but I will say that I have no problem also swapping him out and putting Gabe Same. in there. Like I have no no issues with that. Yeah. Like the and that's I think um it's riding the hot I guess, hand, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. It's whoever whoever's looking good, but I think that you really that the hot hand is is, is also fool's go because that that can only that can sometimes only apply to shooting. But you, you're going to have to create stops. Like, that's the biggest thing. This is not hockey. So we're not subbing five in, five out, five in, five out. Like, we're not doing that. Yeah. So at some point, um, the way that we said we would want them to merge as players, they're going to all have to become succinct in defense. Like, this is – you're not going to be able to hide everyone all the time. Right. Like, at some point, you're going to have to man up and be able to, to, to play your guy one-on-one. And so I think, I if, think- the, if the plan is to start Tyler, like everything's been hinting at, like you going to more. You need drop. a defensive four. Yeah, going to more of a drop so Bam can help out a little bit more and not be switched out and be on the weak side and be stuck there. Uh, and and getting the right personnel for the four right there is is huge. Yeah, and I I don't know if this comes at the end of the game, at the somewhere in the middle, but. The idea of, um, I kind of like the idea of some Vic at the one, Tyler, Max, Jimmy, Bam. Like, I I, I really, really, I, I want to see, um, especially if he's more incorporated, if it's just, we, it's known that we're putting more of a load on you, Vic. Let him handle it then and give him the guards around him that can right. also help move some stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But that, you see that, that lineup, lineup data was really good in the playoffs, by the way. Like the, right. the offensive rating, defensive rating was very for, for the the depot Tyler Max yeah. Jimmy Bain oh, yeah. five. Yeah, we, we talked about that shot. Yep. 
Well, I the thing about it. it is that I like for Tyler is that it takes pressure off of him on defense. Yep. So he, I, I feel like he doesn't feel as overwhelmed on defense if he's with those guys. And, you know, you, you could be hesitant to make a mistake. Whereas you have people who can cover you on defense, on the defensive end. If you're, if you miss a guy, if you lose your guy or whatever happens, I feel like that's a lineup where he's not a liability on defense. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes some of the play initiation pressure off of him too. Like, Oh yeah. Well, let Vic kind of crack it and then go or flip it. It's taking the pressure off Jimmy. Mm. Yes, definitely that. Yeah. That guy needs some weight off his shoulders. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Whereas you want, you know, so I guess we kind of like go back full circle and you say you want, all of this is to say you want less from Jimmy and you need more from everybody else. Yeah. However that may be. So we're going to end this episode here. I want to thank everybody for coming out, watching. I want to thank you guys for being on. And let me just say, you are heard, you are seen, you are loved. Thanks, Brian. Hell yeah, guys. No. I make pizza in bed and I don't need nobody else. I make pizza in bed and I don't need nobody else. I hope you enjoyed it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.